there, this is Melody Schumann with Melody Schumann Breaks It Down. This is my 12th podcast recording, and I'm going to go all positive about helicopter parents. Today's episode is episode 13. The title is The Four P's for Being a Productive Helicopter Parent. Now, a fun fact that you may not realize is that helicopter parent, that word actually became a term in the dictionary in 2011. And there's a lot of, of, a, of a stigma on the word helicopter parents. A lot of people uh, take it in a negative perspective. And I am here to flip the script. Uh, so if you are a helicopter parent or have been accused of being a helicopter parent, this podcast is for you. So the first thing I want to do is let's talk about helicopter parents and why they hover. Well, in my perspective, I think that every parent who is a helicopter parent, or at least most of them, have really good intentions. They love their children. They want to succeed. They want to see them happy and successful in life. Therefore, they hover over everything that they do. And that's not necessarily a bad thing to have those good intentions. Uh, But here's the reasons why helicopter parents actually do hover. First and foremost one, I believe, is that they fear danger for their children. If you look at today's society with social media and the news is accessible on a a multitude of platforms, most of the time the news is going to report all of the negativity that's going on in today's world. And when it comes to children and the, the sad, unfortunate news that occurs with children, parents have this fear that the same thing is going to happen to them. So they definitely do hover over their children uh, with with that fear in mind. Uh, The other thing, the reason why parents hover is because they worry about their children's future, right? There's no doubt in my mind that on the forefront of my thinking every single day, uh, I'm thinking about my son and where he's going to be in the future and what kind of person he's going to be. And I worry, am I, am I doing all the right things to set him up for success? And is he a happy individual? So there's nothing wrong with that either. Another reason why parents hover is because they may be filling a void in their own life. A personal little note about me, uh, I didn't have a very good mother. She was emotionally abusive to me as a child. I didn't have that happy, lovey feeling every single day at home. I always feared that she was mad at me. And I walked around on eggshells pretty much every day of my life. So when my son was born, I made a commitment to myself that I wasn't going to repeat that process that had happened to me um, as a child. And I was going to flip the script and be a great parent for my child. And with that in mind, I definitely could sometimes overcompensate for the lack of love and nurturing that I nurturing. Uh, that I received from my parents, my mother, uh, when I was a child. And uh, the final reason why um, parents sometimes hover over their children is because of the peer pressure, right? Social pressure that happens in today's society, keeping up with the Joneses, uh, feeling, it feels shaming uh, as a parent if your child makes mistakes. Uh, Absolutely understandable why parents are helicopter parents today, right? Because we talk about, number one, they fear danger in their children, they worry about their future, they may be filling a void, or they have the social pressure, so their intentions are good. I get it. However, let's discuss what the consequences are if you are a helicopter parent that goes overboard. Now, just on a sidebar, because maybe I didn't didn't define what a helicopter parent was at the beginning of this podcast, a helicopter parent is somebody who hovers over their child. 
right, like a helicopter. So when they're toddlers, uh, they may hover over them everywhere they play to make sure that they don't fall, they don't grab something dangerous, put it in their mouth. Uh, when they're in elementary school, they may hover over their children by trying to pick their teachers, pick their friends, uh, pick the coaches on the sports that they play in. When they're in high school, they may hover over their children, uh, complaining about their grades, going after the teachers. Uh, so you see what I mean. A helicopter parent may go a little bit overboard in how they are parenting. And let's talk about the consequences uh, of those type of actions. Well, the first thing is if you are constantly hovering over your child and everything that he or she does, you're lowering their self-esteem. Because if you are constantly checking up on them, uh, constantly uh, right behind them, making sure that they're making all the right decisions, uh, that they're hanging out with the right people, uh, you know, all these things that the helicopter parents do, they're going to feel like you don't trust them. And when your child feels like you do not trust him or her, that's where their self-esteem plummets. And what we want to do as great parents is obviously it starts with us. If we want to increase our children's self-esteem, we have to show them that we trust them. So we need to throttle back a little bit on how much we hover over them, particularly when it comes to choices that they make as far as, uh, you know, what, what, what kind of um, books they like to read, what kind of music they like to listen to, like what kind of friends they like to have. If you were picking their certain music that they listen to, for example, their preteen, and you listen to their music, and let's say they're listening to something like 21 Pilots, and you think that it's too heavy, too angry, too intense, and you don't want your child to listen to that particular music, then you're definitely being a helicopter parent. That's not very good for their self-esteem. It doesn't show very good trust. you got to remember, it wasn't too long ago that parents didn't want their kids watching Elvis on TV because he shook his hips too much, right? So you got to think the mindset of the generation is changing. So that's one con consequence is self-esteem. And the other one is lack of coping skills. So if you hover over your child when they run into uh, ongoing consequence or ongoing challenge after challenge after challenge, uh, they're not going to learn how to cope with situations on their own. So to give you an example, if your child is having a fight with another friend and that friend um, attacks them, uh, bullies them, the, usually these days it's, it's social media, right? You post something negative about them, it hurts your child's feelings. And if you jump right in and you call that kid's parents or you call the teacher without trying to let your child try to solve the problem first, they are not going to develop those coping skills, right? One of the benefits to not having a very good mother when I was growing up is that I had I learned how to grind. I, I had grit because I had to solve all these problems on my own, and it's helped me become the responsible adult uh, that I am today. So keep that in mind. You want them to try to solve problems on their own first before jumping right in there. And the other consequence is an increase in anxiety. So if you're a parent who's constantly over their shoulders watching every single move that they have and criticizing everything that they do, they will develop anxiety. And anxiety is a bad epidemic. It's very dangerous. It's dangerous uh, for their future because they're going to make decisions based on fear and not on optimism. And these days, I think it's important that all of our children be more optimistic versus, uh, versus have this anxiety that holds them back. And then, of course, the final dangerous part of helicopter parents, which we see with a lot of millennials, not all of them, but a lot of them, is a sense of entitlement. Because mom and dad are constantly have their back, uh, go after the teacher when they get bad grades, yell at the coach when they don't get more playing time. Uh, these types of things leave this 
underlying sense of my mom and dad uh, will come after you uh, if you if you provide this particular situation for me. So don't let me have plain time. My mom and dad are going to go after you. So this entitlement mentality is very dangerous for their future because if they go in for a job interview and they make these demands as if they are entitled to it, they're not necessarily going to get the job. They need to have the skills. They need to have the coping skills. They need to have the confidence. They need to have the self-esteem. All those things that we want to deploy in our children and being a helicopter parent or going overboard as a helicopter parent can be very retroactive for those things. So I have what I call the four P's of productive helicopter parenting. Now, you may think that one of those P's is the word positive because I'm always talking about being positive and having a positive mentality, but not for this one because not every parent uh, is, a, is a positive person, and I get it, so I don't want to make you feel like, hey, look, if I'm not going to be all rainbows and happiness, then this isn't going to work for me. So positive is not one of those four P's. So the first P is to be present with your children. And what I mean by this is, is to pay attention with, to your children uh, all the time, as much as possible. So when your children come home, if you're on your phone, or you're on your computer, or you're on your iPad, or you're distracted and doing something else while your children are trying to have conversations, you're not going to be present to their needs. And then you're going to react probably the wrong way because you weren't listening and really paying attention uh, to their wants and needs. So this is very important. Try to be as present as you can. Uh, one of the great things about my son, Van, he's uh, two years old, or to be exact, he's 24 and a half months old, is the other day I was sitting on the floor in the living room, we had all his toys out, and I was on my phone for a second, just kind of replying to a couple of messages, because I usually work from home, because I want to maximize my time with him. He grabbed my phone, lifted up the cushion on the couch, and threw it under the couch. And I, it was... It was a big wake-up moment for me. I tried to be as present as possible, but he let me know I wasn't present at that time. One of the reasons why he noticed that is because I do make it a point to try to be present with him as much as possible. So if you're present when your child is around at dinner, when they come home, when they're trying to talk to you, uh, you're going to be able to help them solve problems in a more productive manner versus kind of tuning them out or being distracted uh, when you're around them. Okay, so being a productive helicopter parent, number one is to be present. And now the second thing is to be patient with your children. Sometimes we're too quick to react to their behaviors, react to situations that they're in without being patient and trying to let the situation unfold or let their emotions try to come out. So to give you an example, if your child comes home and is crying about a situation that happened at school and you immediately want to act, you want to call the teacher, you want to call the kid's parents, uh, and you're not letting their emotions unfold, you may miss out on an opportunity for them to solve the problem on their own or at least emotionally come down and maybe realize that the problem wasn't as escalated as you thought it was because they were emotional at first and it sounded like the worst thing in the world until they came down off of that high emotion that they had. So be very patient with them. Now, patience also carries over to be patient with their coping skills. Just because they can't solve a problem with a bully at school doesn't mean that they're ever going to be able to solve a problem. It may have been that particular situation or it may be a process for them to work through. So be as patient as you possibly can. Me having a son of a toddler, or me having a toddler son, uh, Van can get very moody, very emotional, very erratic at times. 
uh, to give you, a, uh, I'll do some real-time examples. This morning when I was walking him out to the car so that he could go to grandma's house, he stopped and decided that he wanted an orange. And we were out of oranges. And in the kitchen, he threw the biggest fit. He was screaming, he was crying, he wanted an orange. I lifted him up on the counter and showed him the fruit station that there were no oranges there. And I was patient and I let him cry it out. Then I carried him and I walked him out to the car. No, nothing else, no redirecting or any other strategy. Just pure patience went a long way without me trying to be a helicopter parent, trying to give him a different kind of fruit or solve the problem for him. I let him know we're out. I'll go to the store and make sure we have oranges uh, when he comes back from grandma's house tonight. So being a productive helicopter parent, P number two is to be patient. Now, number three, this one is a very hard one to do. It takes a lot of practice. It takes a, a lot of um, conscious awareness, but it is to have perspective, okay? So when your child is in these situations and you feel like you want to jump in and help them out, um, let's use a sports example, you know, let's say that your child is benched on the baseball team and you feel like your child is a great baseball player or they deserve the right amount of time on the field, try to step back and have a little bit of perspective on why that is happening. Maybe your child is struggling. Maybe your child has had poor behavior. Um, maybe the, the coach uh, didn't look at it from your perspective and you need to bring it to his attention but without overreacting. So try to have perspective on everything that you do. And uh, another uh, purpose of perspective, and I should just use this one first, the one I just gave you an example, which is kind of a general vague example, but this is a perfect one. Let's talk about our preteens and teens and social media. Um, let's say that your teenage daughter 13 years old, comes home and says, Mom, Dad, I want to join Snapchat. And do you remember watching the headline of the news two years ago about a girl who was sexting on Snapchat and the image or photo went viral and it ruined her life? Okay? Let's put perspective in how many teens are using Snapchat right now. We're talking about tens of millions of teens. And how many headlines have you seen where, where that particular Snapchat situation um, has, has gone viral? Uh, I mean, yes, there have. And, of course, yes, you want to teach your team the right and wrong use for social media platforms such as, such as Snapchat. But have a little more perspective that that's not really going to happen to every single teenage girl who's on Snapchat. So have a little more perspective. Try not to watch the headlines and hear one dangerous story and then just go nuts with it and pull your daughter from every single social media platform because you don't want that to happen. So a little more perspective. Try not to chase those headlines. Think about it in, in a perspective way of saying, teaching your daughter the right and wrong uses. Uh, maybe have a, a couple of situations where you follow up on what they're doing to make sure that they have the right manners, explain the reasons why you're doing it in a positive perspective for them as well so that they understand, and then give them a little bit of trust. That's the best way to be a helicopter parent with social media is to, P number three, have perspective. Okay, and then the fourth one is to be practical as a helicopter parent. So it's okay to hover around your parents or your, as a parent to hover around your child and to watch their behaviors and watch who they hang out with and watch the music that they listen to and all these things. But also make sure that you're practical in a way where when they make mistakes, you teach them right and wrong and set them up for success and maybe even set them up for failure. 
Another example, because I love to use my toddler, and this is real time, is yesterday we're sitting on the couch, and he was having goldfish, and I was eating um, wasabi peas. And, you know, if you've ever had wasabi peas, it's got a very uh, spicy, which is what my son says, uh, taste to it. And he really wanted my, one of my wasabi peas, obviously, because it was a little bit green underneath the wasabi, the dehydrated wasabi. And uh, he loves broccoli and he loves peas and so forth. And I explained to him that it was going to be very hot, very spicy. And he kind of cried and he had a little bit of a fit and he wanted the peas, um, the wasabi peas. Now, some parents may have just put the wasabi peas on the counter and said, no, you can't have them. That's because I said so. You don't understand, so I'm just going to put them away out of sight, out of mind. I said, okay, here you go. And I gave him one of the little peas. I kind of pulled up a little bit of the wasabi, let him taste it. He spit it out right away and realized I didn't want those anymore. So I was being a little bit practical. Instead of just taking it away from him, saying, okay, here, you try it. Uh, other examples are like when we when I heat up chicken nuggets for them. Uh, and I know they're hot, and I tell him we have to wait a second for them to cool down, and he wants to bite right into them. I'm going to be practical and let him at least try and understand and see for himself. So practicality goes a long way for helicopter parents. If you can find a way to pay attention to what they're doing, but also utilize that as an opportunity to help them learn for themselves or help them uh, learn lessons, that's a practical way to be a helicopter parent. You know, another example is what my son sometimes is a grazer. He doesn't always like to eat, especially at dinner time. So what practical way that I get him to eat is by having him help me in the entire dinner meal preparation. The other night we made spaghetti, so he actually peeled the skin off the garlic. He put the sugar in the spaghetti sauce. Uh, he poured the salt in the pot for the noodles. And it was a practical way to teach him a little bit of, obviously, a little bit of uh, self-discipline and independence on being involved in the process. It was also a practical way of me getting him to actually eat. He ate two bowls of spaghetti that night because he was so involved in the process. He was very excited about it. Uh, and it was, a, again, a practical way to be a helicopter parent. So, uh, Melanie Schumann breaks it down. My closing arguments are for you that being a helicopter parent, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you are a productive helicopter parent. Be mindful of the downfalls to overcompensating as a helicopter parent. Remember, you can decrease their self-esteem. Uh, they, they lack the coping skills. You can increase their anxiety. And then you give them a little bit of a sense of entitlement. So think of that when you are being a helicopter parent. Those are the dangerous effects if you go overboard. Now, the way to be productive is to follow the four Ps that I mentioned. Number one, remember, be present. Number two, be very patient uh, with your children. Number three, have perspective. Don't watch the headlines, things like that. And number four, be practical. I'm Melody Schumann with Melody Schumann Breaks It Down. Thank you very much for your time and attention, and you guys have a great day.